Welcome to the latest episode of Comic Book Physics, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. As we have been doing and will continue to do until next May at least, we are taking our inspiration for the topics from this month's unofficial 75 Greatest Marvels Countdown podcast. The episode that releases today discusses the original Galactus trilogy and Fantastic Four Volume 1 issues 48 to 50. Specifically, we are going to look at the feasibility of eating a planet. Now, Galactus is a rather sizable character who shows up and consumes worlds or eats them. The original description from issue 48 is that he drains planets of their elements until they are unable to sustain life. So therefore, he's not eating the entire planet, but only portions that the existing residents would consider to be pretty crucial. In issue 49, instead of eating the elements, he's now described as eating energy. So what energy would that be? If it ends life, scars the crust of a planet as depicted in the art, and otherwise creates the appearance seen in the Kirby artwork, he's likely drawing chemical energy out of hydrocarbons. So not just the energy stored in coal and petroleum and those sort of fossil fuels, but also the energy contained in sugars, fats, carbohydrates, and so forth. So the question is, is this somehow a feasible system? Is this something he can do? Well, it's already shown that there are biological systems that can consume energy directly. That's what plants do, converting sunlight via photosynthesis into sugars. Now, we also know that we are what we eat. So if we eat 30 grams of food, our mass increases by 30 grams until the next time we expel waste or release moisture in the forms of sweat and things like that. But mass and energy are conserved. We've got that 30 grams in us until we somehow get rid of it. We also know from Einstein's general theory of relativity that mass and energy are equivalent. So if E equals mc squared says that the energy Galactus absorbs is equivalent to 30 grams, then the gravitational field that he produces will reflect having increased by a mass equivalent to 30 grams. So that mass-energy equivalence that drives nuclear technology also affects the gravitational fields around objects. So if Galactus were to consume an entire planet, then he would be carrying around the mass of that planet, which would make landing on the next planet rather challenging, because the gravitational field that he would emit would just ravage that world and tear it apart. You know, it'd be like putting two planets too close together. If you try to make them collide, it's going to get messy. Now, we also see in here that Galactus doesn't consume the energy directly. He uses a machine which scans the world and draws that energy to him. Now, there is no machine that is 100% efficient in its conversion from one energy to another. The laws of thermodynamics guarantee this. Engineers around the world are constantly striving to get closer and closer and closer to that 100% mark, but it cannot be achieved. There's a little thing called entropy that gets in the way. So when Galactus is consuming all this energy, let's assume that the energy lost due to the inefficiencies in the conversion process is exactly equivalent to the energy stored in the world's sugars, fats, carbs, etc. Because we know 100% efficiency is impossible, and I'm going to make this specific assumption because it's really hard to figure out how many sugars and fats and carbs there are on the planet at the present time. Which means doing calculations with those numbers is virtually impossible because I can't get them. So after the conversion takes place, Galactus would absorb the energy equivalent of our coal and oil and our other petroleum products. So at the present time, there are about 1.3 trillion barrels of oil left on Earth. At 6.1 gigajoules per barrel, that's the energy equivalent to about 88,000 kilograms. So 88,000 kilograms worth of Earth's gravitational field is actually being produced by the energy stored in these oil. Now, coal, there's an estimated 847 billion tons of coal left in the world at 21 gigajoules of energy per ton. 
that's the energy equivalent of 198,000 kilograms. So putting those together, we are looking at 286,000 kilograms of mass and energy that we have simply tied up in our coal and oil, which means that Galactus would then be consuming 286,000 kilograms worth of mass should he absorb all of this. So he's got quite a bit of mass to him here. Now, the average restaurant meal is about half a kilogram. The average adult is about 65 kilograms, which means that the average adult weighs about 130 times more than the average restaurant meal. If we look at that proportionally, that means Galactus has a mass of about 37 million kilograms when he lands on Earth, which also means that when he's standing at the top of the Baxter building, huh, that building must be incredibly well reinforced. The question is, how does that compare to the mass of the Earth? Would his gravitational field be significant, and should we be seeing issues caused by his presence? Well, the answer is no. One of the smallest moons in the solar system is Deimos, and it takes about 40 million Galactuses to make a Deimos at this mass. Is it Galactuses? Is it Galacti? What's the plural of Galactus? In any event, sensitive instruments might be able to measure it. We might see higher or lower tides where you specifically are. But it's not going to be Galactus's gravity that gets your attention when he shows up. It's the giant man with the tiny skirt and the bare legs as he shows up in issue 48. That's probably going to get your attention. So Galactus's diet gets a pass when we look at the comic book physics. Now, please feel free to rate this and any other shows you listen to on iTunes or on Stitcher. It really does help them get noticed. Share links with friends who you think may enjoy it. And come back next month when we look at something inspired by Daredevil 181. Thank you for listening.